Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. Adapting previous works is a particular thing, especially in the theater. It can be a tussle between what the piece meant in its time and what it reveals about where we are now. Inspired by the play Lillian, which was also the source material for the more well-known in the States musical Carousel, Michael Weller's new play Jericho, presented in its world premiere production by the Attic Theatre Company, is a challenging bit of theatre, but one that seems especially suited to the first months of 2018. I sat with the company's artistic director and a few actors from the show after a recent performance. Take a listen. I'd like to start with everyone's name on the mic. Welcome to the podcast. Let me know who you are and what you did on this here show, Jericho. Uh, my name's Hannah Sloat. I played Julie Heller. Hey, I'm Jack Sockett. I played Tink, Cop, and the Clerk. Which was such a lovely surprise. Oh my God, it was so much fun. Jack and I are friends, full disclosure. Yeah. <laughs> my name's Ted Kane. I'm the executive director for the Attic Theater Company. Hi, I'm Noelle Franco, and I play Lisa, and I'm also the company manager of the Attic Theater Company. Excellent. So uh, the show is, is, this is a world premiere, correct? That's correct. Uh, how did the show get to Attic? Actually, it's a great story. Um, back in 2000... We like great stories. Yeah, well, get <laughs> Dude, ready. Good <laughs> details. I want details. <laughs> okay, so back in 2009, when we were still a fledgling company, um, we did Moon Children, which is one of Michael Weller's most uh, renowned plays. And uh, he came to the show during the Saturday matinee. We were young at that time and very excited that the player was coming to the show. Uh, I was actually in that show. I was Dick. And um, he left the sh after the show and that night we had our final performance. He had tickets to go see, I think it was like 43, 44 variations with mm -hmm. Jane, starring Jane Fonda on mm -hmm. Broadway. And he left the show during intermission so he could take his wife downtown to see our show in this little theater. Um, uh, and he was just really into, uh, he thought it was kind of, he said something about it being like, you know, exactly how he wanted to see his play done. Oh, that's great. Yeah, Grace. it yeah. was huge for us. Um, and so since then, the director of that production, who then became the artistic director of the Attic Theatre Company, Laura Braza, who also directed Jericho, um, has been in touch with Michael, and she helped him kind of workshop this play, and he brought it to us. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, how would you describe Jericho? This is my favorite question I always ask on the podcast. Like, you know, if you tell somebody, come and see the show, what do you tell them they're coming to see? What is your elevator pitch to say, like, get them in the door? It's a little tricky because uh, it depends on if you if you want them to have a setup or not for this show because the because the the history of this show and how it came it's a world premiere adaptation uh, and so it so then the source material is the same source material for the musical carousel so if I you have to sort of know your audience I think if it's someone that I think might know carousel and might be interested or shy away from it if they thought it was exactly like carousel then I I, I I'll lean in a certain I guess I'll sort of lean one way or another if that makes sense I live in the indie theater world I've never seen carousel yeah. What, what am I coming for? I would just simply say, I, would, I tell people it's like a fable, and it's set in Coney Island, 1932, and I say it's about love and perseverance, basically. 
and then you know that's kind of my my cliff note version of it. It's funny that you mentioned the whole like fable idea and the idea of adaptation because I knew the whole thing about Carousel from the press release because yeah. that's how I find out about these things uh, because I'm somehow considered a journalist or something. I'm just some jerk with a microphone, but um, I knew that. In I kind of forgot it when I came in the door, and all I kept thinking was uh, really equating Jericho with McKeith. Like, he felt like a very Mac character to me. Um, and this idea of this fable and kind of the turns that the piece makes reminded me very much of, of Three Penny. Um, this character that we kind of are sort of sub supposed to identify with, but loathe his decisions all along the way. Um, it, am I... Am, did you're I receive this right? Yeah. No, I don't think you're off base there. I mean, he's a... He's, he is a hard character to love, but at the same time, he's kind of hard to hate. Like he, you kind of understand. He's very yeah. sympathetic. With yeah, him. exactly. Um, and I do think that it shines a light on uh, just the difficulties of being a human, especially during the time when this play takes place, which is the Great Depression. And also... Maybe now? Yeah, I mean, it's very, I think it reflects so much on now. And as the narrator kind of, uh, the character says, you know, more than I think hints at at the end of the show, it's um, definitely uh, uh, pointing some fingers to some of the, uh, there are several some parallels with what our nation is going through at this current moment. Um, should I be more specific? <laughs> your, You'll have your to choice. see the show. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a good. That's a good little teaser to get folks in the in the door. Um, talk to me a little bit about like the production itself. Um, you got a world premiere piece uh, from a well respected and well known playwright. Um, what kind of process goes into the development of this? Um, because he he was working with your director. You said mm -hmm. like were your were your actors involved at all in that development process? Um, what sort of is he's not in town, right? He, he's been here for uh, a lot of the the the. You guys talk about him being in rehearsals. He was in rehearsals. He was in the oh, casting. Oh, he was. Sessions. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Great. Okay. Yeah. But so, so it wasn't written to members of Attic. It wasn't like written to your cast. But no, he. Okay. We there are no. Uh, acting members uh, of the company, except Noel happens to be in the show and in the company, but that is uh, a rare thing. Perks so of running a company. That's why I do independent theater. Well, you know, I did, I Noel auditioned. finally got a kickback, yeah. <laughs> I, I did audition, <laughs> the whole thing. Did I did, I went, oh, absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. They, they keep, no, no nepotism said, around here. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, Michael specifically was like, Laura was like, I think Noel would be great for Lucy. Lisa. Lisa, sorry. Oops. Oh, that's embarrassing. All of a sudden, there's a good man, Charlie Brown. I know, that's so yeah. embarrassing. Oh, well. Um, but uh, he was like, well, I haven't seen her. Yeah. And so he, like, you know, had called her in, and of course he fell in love with Noelle, because you can't not. I mean, she's... She crushed it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but do you guys have anything you want to say about him? Yeah, what was it like working with the playwright, too? Well, I would say, first of all, for me, I mean, I, I didn't know these people from Adam, as I say in the play, really. But um, I think he's what drew me, because I think Michael Wall is like, a phenomenal writer. I mean, the stuff he's written is amazing to me. And also, I like his story as an artist. And um, one of my favorite things about this play, my mom really brought this up to me, is the in insert in the program of why he wrote this. Mm -hmm. it's, that alone is worth the ticket in a certain sense of why he writes, why he produces stuff. 
And I love that he I actually loved that he was in the room. He was very open to suggestions or asking like what this was or where this came from or what have you. And he's just a really, really interesting, interesting fellow. And but it was really great having him. I mean, I think it's great when you get a playwright in a room. And it's rare that we do. So Did he make changes? Were there things that were happening in the room along the way? Yes. A substantial or a line? Like what was a mix of both. Uh, there there were there there was some of that ba as as the cast got to know the characters um, and they they sometimes you get to impasses like you do with any script and so there were times when actors would say I'm really struck can you help me to understand this line and or change it and so and he was and he would and he was very open to let me take that away or and then in some cases once we were further in the process Laura would take our concerns to him, would be would sort of liaise on between. Uh, Michael and and us and and then there were other there were other scenes I think specifically I don't know if it's out of hand to say scene I think scene five is is a scene that changed a lot um, because the subject because of I think I from my perspective because the subject matter that's dealt with in the fifth scene mm -hmm. is uh, we have a very different perspective on that subject matter now than at the time, and that's actually not even what the scene is about. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like a lot of what ended up having to be discovered was what I saw the changes that he make point to are this story is about this man. It's not making a statement about all, all humanity in, in, in this specific sense that I don't want to talk about specifically. <laughs> this is, that's a very, I'm glad you kind of, you went there in terms of talking about the difference between the reality for the characters versus the reality that we're in now. Because that's something I think is, is actually um, important in terms of like to talk about it in terms of what we're doing as theater makers in 2018. Uh, like you said, the show does comments on the moment that we're in now. However, it can be, I wonder like, have you had any reactions from audience members who are watching the decisions that these actors make even with the, I think, not unclear statement that the play makes that, hey, I'm trying to comment on this, is it hard for some people to get over that particular hump? Am I making sense? Yes. And I hope I'm not being super, I don't want to tell any, give anything away I mean, I or spoil anything. Are we, I mean, are we pretty much talking about domestic violence? Because that's We're I talking about domestic lot. violence. We're talking about... Um, Me too. Yeah, we're, yeah. Ta we're talking a lot, about yeah. like, the moment that we were in in 2018. You cannot shy, you can't avoid the zeitgeist that we're in. I, I just had a, it's funny because I just had a similar conversation with another cast about with another show about like, this is what your show says to me right now as someone who is on an iPhone reading news stories as I walk down the street because like the, the country is imploding, mm -hmm. you, I can't help but comment on the moment. So can you talk, they just dive into that a little bit more. I'll, I'll shut up, sorry. No, <laughs> I, I'm not sure if this is even gonna answer the question, but one of the really smart things I think Laura did in this play was up here we are doing the do of the play. Moment to moment, you know, this is what this, how, this is what this man is experiencing, this is what the girl is experiencing, and then we're doing their lives. And so I think that actually translates for the audience to gives them space to make up their own mind about what this means to them. And we are, I think, on here on stage giving a just a picture of 
of some really hard things to talk about. So, so I think that you know, I, different audience members have had different reactions, but I think you can go away thinking and having your own point of view about it. And also, you know, one of the things I love most about this play, in particular, we were talking about last night, was that Jericho. Um, so I come, no spoiler alert, but I come in, you know, at the end of the scene and there's this awesome transition that I think is actually so useful, has become very useful to me because it, it's a, we're moving the set around and it feels like really 16 years are passing and I feel like I'm in a time warp of some kind. And as I watch this homeless man, my, whoever this man is to me, um, I realize t what I love about him is that I feel like the only person that can change is is you that you you have to make the choice to change you know he sits through 16 years of whatever and still he acts out the, in whatever way he's supposed to and so I, I think just as he has to figure out how he's going to change the audience has to figure out how they're going to change so I think that open-ended question is kind of one that makes me feel gives me space to have an opinion whether about topics does that I don't know what do you guys think about that I mean I think it's a tough thing. I mean, I think anything is tough. And I think some people, I come from very, very left, 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 left. I can say personally, for me, I'm half Jewish. Merchant of Venice, I probably won't see a lot. Mm -hmm. Or choose not to see, because I find it tough for me. And also, I've also said, you know, I had this long conversation with these people who are like college professors about purpose of showing art. Like, what's the purpose behind it? But one, I think one thing that was conscious, and I haven't really seen Carousel the musical either. I'm not really a musical theater person, but I'll work on that. <laughs> um, is that my, what I've heard is the way our great lead actress, Hannah, presents it, is not as like, she's often like a, kind of a victim type in the musical and also like sold the Brooklyn Bridge and like a sucker, basically a sucker born every minute type. And I think in this production, she seems a lot more in control of her choices and is, doesn't, is aware of what's happening and is choosing this, whatever the reason is, which I think makes it more complicated and but in a certain way better for an audience to figure out because does, they have to deal with like, this complex. does happen in life where people are with people, it doesn't be so overt, it could be like a bad relationship, but they're like, they're saying, well, I wanna be in this, I believe this person can change. And hope is like what keeps us alive. Yeah, so this idea of like, how do you know when to give up on someone or something is a very hard question, you know? And I think mm -hmm. it, it really brings that up if people are open to looking at it. Now I know certain people will not be. Certain people are like, once I hear that, they shut down. But that's their loss ultimately. I'm not saying, I'm, I'm like that in different areas. I'm, I cannot claim innocence, but if I could get beyond that, that's a good way to be, to be like, well, why, what is the metaphor for and mm -hmm. stuff like mm -hmm. that. Can I just say really quick that I have seen Carousel and I really don't like it. And it's, I kind of, when I saw it, I was like, I this is the executive director who like basically okayed doing this production, right? So that's an interesting take. Yeah, um, I was about to say like, so how yeah. did you react when he was like, Well, that's why know. I'm so into this show is because it was just like Carousel is, it's so dated and 
you know, if you haven't seen the show, like the last song of the show is like, it's okay if he beats you as long as he loves you. It's like, not that, but it is basically that message. And I was thinking when I read this play, I was like, Michael Weller does such a good job. And then it's realized so well by this cast and by Laura who directed the show that this is a very complicated issue. It's not black and white. Right. It's, you can, you know, people go through these types of experiences all the time and, um, and the way that he handles it, I kind of you kind of have to see the show. I feel like to 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 get there. Yeah, but, that's why I was kind of stumbling through it too. Like yeah. I didn't I didn't want to give anything away. So come and see this show, y'all. Yeah, um, yeah. come see the show. Yeah, <laughs> but I think, but I mean, needles. But I mean, uh, I uh, just say if it, if a hit had felt like a kiss in this production, I would not have taken this role. Right. Period. Um. So so uh. And some of that is the is act the actor work and having to find my way through it for myself, in 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 terms of what, yeah, what this what the story is for me, Hannah, and what the story is for me, Julie, and um so, so ah so 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 a nickel's worth of trust is all you need, and you can ride the you know the carousel <laughs> and and. Come and see the show. Like I, I, I think it will be very exciting to hear more of people's reactions uh, to it because I, it, it's been it's very most of what I've gotten back from friends. I mean, so friends of mine that see the show are coming in. They're come, you know, they're seeing me go through it, which I think is sort of this other, you know, seeing right. a whole other lens because it's their own friend, you know. But but uh, there's an element of you can't the heartbreaking thing about. Female friendship is that you cannot change a woman's mind, like ever. <laughs> and so, and so, and so, it's it, and and that I think is something that almost every woman can connect with. Seeing a friend in a bad way about almost anything, and all you can do is love them. And and so they, that's the biggest reaction that I've gotten is is, gosh. Isn't it complicated to love people? <laughs> <laughs> and also, I think, though, in a sense, it's great to have the conversation. And I think mm -hmm. people are afraid of having the conversation. Truth. I mean, like, Santa Life did a spoof on it. People are trying to talk about Aziz recently. And it's this idea that we should have this conversation. It's a good conversation to have, to figure out, like, what, how we process this, how we handle these things, how we communicate better in general. But I think it's a great, I mean, I kind of like talkbacks. I often wish sometimes we did a talkback with this play. Because oh, I think I'm it's really. ask you to do a talkback. Because I think it's really. <laughs> and I think this play is a great play to have a talkback about because, like, it's a good thing to talk about. To be like, well, why do you think they stay? Why do you think these people do? Why do you think this is happening? And it's not, it's not just 100 years ago, it's today. It's in a myriad of ways. And I think it's a great conversation to have and not to just write it off because of one thing. Because. It's a complicated, scary thing, and it's hard. I'm not saying I, it's not easy for me either to not feel reactive. Yeah. So. Yeah. That sounds like a great place to uh, to land here. Uh, the show is Jericho. We're at the Wild Project. Uh, show runs through February 10th. So not much longer. Oh. Got to get those tickets. Yeah, I got to get this episode up on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and tickets and more information can be found at. Uh, you can go to www.theattictheaterco.com. R E or E R? Attic, uh, oh, sorry, A T T I C, not addict. Attic, like <laughs> upstairs. And theater E R, the American way.
<laughs> I always love I, this is like the, the after um, what is your name and how do you describe your show the most commonly asked question on this podcast is how do you spell theater? Yeah. And I love the justifications that come out for it. So thank you all so much for thank doing you. this. Um, and uh, keep breaking legs on this. Thank you. And thank a you shout so out much. to our director, Laura, who's not here. She's fantastic. Yeah, woman. she's fabulous. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. What up? All right. Thanks See again, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, Ted, Hannah, Jack, and Noel for hanging out after the show to chat. You can catch Jericho at The Wild Project, 195 East 3rd Street in Manhattan through February 10th, 2018. Head to com. that's theater with an E-R, for a link to tickets and more information. Thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please give it a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show. Follow at go see a show on Twitter and rate and or comment on the show's Apple Podcasts page. Until next time, go see a show. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.